Oh, we got a super juicy guest today for everyone. If you guys already haven't known Philip Lemoyne on TikTok, on YouTube, on everywhere else, the man is amazing. What a great videographer, what a great food content creator, and just a wholesome guy. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you'll understand why when you listen to the podcast and when you see it on the actual video format of this, and I suggest you watch that instead. But other than that, please, 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 please warm welcome to Philip Lemoyne. First, I picked up a random shoot and um, it might be like an all day thing. So yeah, that's all good. I, what, uh, so so the big question is, what did the orthodontist say? Man, fuck, <laughs> I got to wear my fuck. I got to wear a, oh, can I cuss? I, oh, yeah, yeah you said yes. I can cuss. Absolutely. Fuck. A fucking, um, <laughs> I'm all good. I got my uh, Invisalign. It was my last Invisalign treatment. Um mm. So I don't. Ha- I thought I didn't have to wear aligners anymore, and they like scanned me for a retainer. And then I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." So when I come pick up my retainer, you guys will explain everything. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And I was like, "So I just gotta wear it at night." And they're like, "Oh no, actually, you gotta wear this one like every day, all day for the next nine months. Then we'll put you on the nighttime mm. ones." I was like, "Man, what the fuck?" Like I thought this whole time I <laughs> didn't have to wear it, but you know, I'm so used yeah. to it. I've had them for over two years. I'm, it's just like a daily routine now. But it would have been nice not to have them, but. My teeth are straight. Yeah, yeah nice dude. and shiny too. Damn, dude. Son. So, so it's so funny because I went to the dentist yesterday, and I haven't been since 2018, uh-huh. bro. And it's funny because, like, man, he called me out. He's like, he's first of all, like, I, I, I have, I've try to take care of my teeth because I think it's really important to me. Like if I'm having a conversation with somebody or if I'm in a professional environment, it makes me feel really confident. And needless to say, man, he put me in my place yesterday. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, Hey, he's like, uh, you got a sweet tooth. And I'm like, (laughs) he's like, I can tell because you have two cavities in between your teeth. And he's like, he's like, you look really fit, but he's like, you know, this is a direct result of diet. Mm. And I'm like, Mm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I got a sweet tooth. He's like, he's like, well, listen, the biggest people, the biggest mistake that people make is eating too many sweets. When you eat sweets, you know, you coat your teeth. Well, he went through this whole spiel. And it was funny because uh, when you mentioned that this morning, I'm like, yeah, dude, I was embarrassed at the dentist yesterday. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I'll get it sorted out. I feel good about it. It's not a big deal because I've never had braces or a retainer or um, I've never had braces or a retainer. And I, I, like, I've always tried to take care of my teeth. And I think it's really important, especially if you're going to be on cam. Yeah, you know, what's funny is I never really cared about my teeth and I have really crooked teeth. Not that I didn't care mm. about them, but I didn't care about how they looked or anything. And then that's all I would see when I was editing my videos. I was like, dude, my bottom so your two teeth. teeth were just like <laughs> crazy. And um, the big thing too is I actually love to floss and uh, like floss my teeth, not floss. And um, I couldn't floss in between those teeth anymore because it was so crowded and it would break. And the dentist was saying like, yeah, we got to like constantly clean this area for you and it's becoming an issue and it could, it could get really bad. And then, um, long story short, it it just led to, uh, braces. So, um, I'm much happier now with them and yeah, I'm pretty stoked. They look great. Yeah. Thank you. So, so let's, so let's hop in. So first of all, uh, for the people that are listening and, uh, tuning in, what, uh, can you give us a three to five minute summary of Philip and what, what led you to this point in content creation? Yeah, I didn't even know we were live. I thought we were just talking shit. Oh, um, no, no, always rolling. We were always yeah, rolling. Yeah. Okay, so um, what was the question? Three to five minutes of oh, me? Yeah, like summary of yourself, you know, how you grew up, and just, you know, oh, just like a short yeah, summary, yeah. and then, all, then jumping into how you became a content creator. Yeah, uh, pretty short and sweet. You know, um, I started shooting video when I was like in sixth grade, 
And uh, that was in 1996. And I was filming skating videos. I was a rollerblader. I liked rollerblade. And it was more like X Games and everything was really big. And I was filming uh, with my dad's old VHS camera that he handed handed down to me after we moved here to Hawaii. And then... um, just long story short, I just got really into video and I've been shooting ever since. And then I started a wedding video production company in 2010. And then I went nice. full time uh, shooting weddings here in Hawaii. And then um, pandemic hit. I didn't have any weddings because everything got canceled because no one could mm. socially gather. And I was like, well, I think I'm just going to like make YouTube videos. So I... Passionate about all kinds of things, so like I made a bunch of different types of videos, from like how to shoot wedding videos to how we like to try and live like plastic-free and mm-hmm. our hippie life, and just like blogging in Hawaii, and then cooking videos because I, I enjoy cooking, and the cooking videos really stuck. And then um, actually, what's funny is my very first YouTube video that I made was the very first video that blew up, and then um, once the pandemic hit it really accelerated. I went from, uh, you know, a thousand subscribers to over 30,000 subscribers in like four months. And then I was like, you know what? I think I want to, you know, do the food thing. So I started making a bunch of food videos and then, um, short form vertical videos was kind of big, you know, TikTok and everything started blowing up. And, um, I was jumping in, I don't know if you guys are ever on clubhouse or anything, but Oh yeah. 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 So I was, I was jumping in a lot of the clubhouse things and, uh, Eli and Mark from food beast, they were holding a bunch of, uh, ones like every Wednesday or Friday. <clears throat> and what was great mm-hmm. about their rooms was that they're very specific on like, they were just looking at people's Instagrams for content. They're like, we're just looking for people's Instagram content so we can reshare it on food beast. And I learned yeah. so much in there because I learned like, what are they looking for? What do they look for in vetting other content creators to repost their stuff? So I learned a lot mm. about like video structure and, uh, you know, like starting with that really engaging shot. And anyways, it kind of just took off. I, I learned everything from them and I just kind of honed it into my own content. And now I'm a fucking food content creator. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so Casey, so, so it is crazy because I got to be honest, like anytime anybody asks me for filming or what kind of camera I got, what kind of mic I use, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, listen, listen, this is not my expertise. I do not feel comfortable talking on this, but these are my top three favorite video creators and you are in that top three. Yeah. And I remember you made that video on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, and it's true because like, I don't know, man, and I, I don't mean to be like fanboy out here, but like the, uh, Casey, the way we met is is uh, Philip was like, "Hey, if you're open to feedback, I think you, you know your focus is a little off on this saute pan." And oh, I, imme- sick. I immediately reached out to him because I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't know how to video. I'm not a videographer. I'm not a, a, a cinematographer. I don't claim to be. I, I'm just a chef. But here's the thing: I know it's important to know, and I taught myself via YouTube University on how to you know edit videos, shooting, and all this good stuff. And let me tell you something, Philip. You helped me very much. If you look at the quality of my videos compared to last year, my dog, say no to to like auto ISO, say no to autofocus. Like, bro, I, I have learned so much just from your YouTube videos on, uh, you know, how to create food videos. And not, not only that, your content in general. And it's crazy because like you can tell the difference between somebody who knows how to do videos, to shoot videos, and the difference with somebody that doesn't really have any experience in that. And... The biggest thing that helped me out, because I shoot with an a7 III, 
and uh, there's no screen. I can look at myself. So there's two things that really helped me out that you get the two words of advice that you gave me that like fucking changed the game for me. And one of them was like, hey, maybe you should look at an external screen because if you don't see yourself, you don't know if you're in focus or not. And like, here, here's how here's how you play with the settings to get the results you want. Dude, if you didn't hold my hand to that process, I'm telling you, it wouldn't have worked out. And also the other one was, um, what was the other one? Uh, I don't remember. Was I think it was Shit. lighting or something? You're yeah, to it was, out lighting it, or white balance or something. Yeah. 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 And it was like, uh, you know, if we didn't have, we, we hopped on a phone call and we started talking and like, dude, it really helped me out, man. And it's like, it's crazy because like my, the video quality of like this year compared to last year, <sighs> night and day difference man Dude, I'm super crazy. pumped on that and you know like what's funny is i think we're the opposite i don't know shit about cooking i'm not a chef i'm i'm just a regular ass person that i'm just trying to learn how to cook you know what i mean that's like where mm. my videos are i'm just like oh i'm not saying here's how to do this it's i'm gonna try and do this watch <laughs> me make it right so yeah. um but I know about video, you know what I mean? I'm confident in my videography skills. So what I actually learned through 2021 was that I'm more passionate about helping people make cooking videos than I am yeah. about making the actual cooking videos. Cause I feel like an imposter putting myself on the internet, uh, sharing recipes and I don't even make these recipes. You know, they're just recipes that I found that I made them my own, you know? I feel like yeah. recipes are just a template anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just this weird transition that I'm trying to go through right now with uh, the food space, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, I got to admit, you're doing a great job, man. I, I really, I really enjoy your content. <laughs> like seriously, like, like dude, sometimes Love the videos it. I watch, cause like, I, and, and tell me, I'm, tell me I'm not wrong here. Philip. I think video creators, like the people who are actually in the industry and video editors, I think they're underrated. I think they're totally underrated, man. And like, Here's the thing, man. Like, I, I got to admit, I uh, took a snapshot of my content creation and I realized that the editing part for me was just too much of a time suck. It just took too much of my bandwidth. And uh, like, you know, what made me realize that is I did a collab with Woodfire Whiskey. And um, uh, to make a long story short, uh, you know, we get done with the collab. OK. And then, you know, he has to drive back to Turlock, which is like a, an hour and a half away. And at 840 at night. He's like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and edit these videos for us, uh, you know, these three videos, and I'll send them to you. Um, and then I think we should post tonight. And I'm like, what? I'm like, excuse me, sir. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. And then, dude, I swear to God, within an hour, bro, he fucking sent three, like all three of us, the video. And I was like, how the fuck did you edit that so fast? It takes me anywhere from three to six hours to edit a sometimes even longer. If I go down the rabbit hole and try to pick a song or like try to freaking, you know, Oh my God. And then you get into color grading and it's just like, it became too much. And guess what? I love the content creation. I don't mind shooting the footage and making sure I'm in shot. Oh, that was the big tip you gave me. Shoot the scene. I was one of the creators that would just keep the camera running. So I would have, you know, 15 gigs of footage for five minutes and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> so, so anyway, Philip, that, that was one thing that I still carry to this day that, that really changed the game for me. So I shoot short clips of the shot. Yeah, just shoot Focus. to edit, right? You don't need to show you peeling five potatoes yeah. Yeah. In, a, in a 30 second video. You yeah. got one peel, that's all you're getting, right? One Dude. or two. And yeah. then so realistically, you just gotta peel like four times, cut. Cause yeah, you know cut. you're just gonna use like a second of that sometimes, you know? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what's funny is, um, so I outsource my editing now. I use Video Husky. Oh, yeah. good for and, you, man. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's I think it's so worth it. Like I am yeah. able to I am able to create so much more content. The only thing I will say is they don't work seven days a week like my fucking crazy ass. <laughs> so, like, that's you what know, I don't get. Like that's so I feel like content creators and everything they are underrated because they people can easily watch that and say like they can criticize it. They can criticize the video, the content, or whatever, but they don't realize like. Dude, this shit took me like 20 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not just the filming and the editing, but I had to go buy these groceries. You know what I mean? I had to prep yeah. all of this at the house. Yeah. I'm doing all this other shit that you don't see. You just saw a one minute snippet of what took me almost two days, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I feel like it's underrated. And then what's crazy to me is that we have people like you who have a whole nother fucking job. And I'm like, bro, yeah. like I don't know how people say consistent and have other job kids like dude i don't even got kids i got nothing and it's like and then i see other people posting i'm like dude i have zero excuses on why i'm not like (laughs) showing up right now you know yeah yeah you know what like i'm not gonna lie like um if you notice like in the last month i've been going hard in the paint hard in the paint i really want to throw everything i got at this um you know because i'm truly passionate about it i love being a chef don't don't get me wrong but I also love content creation and I love the fact of creating my own small brand, Chef Authorized. And I know it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, but um, I'll tell you what, man, Be- when I record that footage, put it, uploading it to the Google Drive and then I send that link off and get a video back in two days, mm. it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it, Philip. And here's the thing, the YouTube video, wait until you see this YouTube video I'm gonna post, Dude, they did such a better job. They, that's their specialty is like YouTube. That's and, great, and, um, man. You that's know? awesome. And, and, and the thing I didn't take in consideration is they already have all the assets, the after effects, the graphics, the this, the color grading, the audio grading. They, they do all of that. And so, so like a, a good example is, and I did the math, I pay like 600 bucks a month, but that is for Damn, an editor. That, that's for an editor five days a week. They, they're out of the Philippines. Yeah. Dude, and, um, I, need that, I need that connect. Yeah. Seriously. It's really good, dude. They, I'll hook you up, man. They, they like it's worth it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was expensive off the top, right? Because I'm, I don't mm. know, but like, I gotta, I gotta admit, I think it's so worth the value because I get they edited and filmed within a 30 day period 33 TikToks for me. Holy shit, that's yes. a lot. 33, and dude, I'm saying thing, that's a deal. And, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like, what I have told them is like, I'm looking for quantity kind of over quality i'm not looking for like transitions and fast cuts i'm looking for like just social media yeah consistent straight cuts right yeah yeah yeah, because like what i realize is it's 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 more important um you know for me especially for tiktok and um ig it's like you know for me what's like you know that you know just as well like even though we have we shoot in 4k like you could get away with an iphone but we're just taking it to the next step and i will be honest I think it's worth it for me because, um, you know, sponsors and sponsorship posts, you know, they want to see that high quality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just the way of the world. I, I think so. If you're out there, no, you don't need a mirrorless camera or a DLSR camera to, to, to make content. You can start with your iPhone. I started with my iPhone. I think whatever's easiest for you to be most consistent is is very important for you to take in consideration. But I gotta be honest, man. When I send that footage off, and I don't have to deal with it, because here's the thing: I would stay up from ten to one to two in the morning editing the TikTok for the next day, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was just, dude, it was just taking me down. But now, bro, it is like that's dude. what I want to do. Like my yeah. goal now is like this year is to get an intern. So I actually want someone to come and film oh, me nice. too. 
because yeah. it's a pain to like shoot, you know. And I committed to doing two cook it. Well, I committed to four cooking videos a month, and then two YouTube like how to make cooking videos a month. Nice. And um, from that though, I've been trying to figure out ways that I can kind of stretch a recipe, right? So like, if I make a recipe, it's like how can I pull like five or six shorts or TikToks out of this, you know, like, oh, here's a technique that I learned or like, here's the, here's the tool that I'm using to cook this. Have you heard about this? This is how it works. Right. Then mm. like, like sous vide, for example. Right. And then I show my immersion circulator and I have a whole one minute, 45 second video on how an immersion circulator works. Right. Then I cook the steak. Here's a video on how I like to cook steaks. Right. And then when that steak was part of a recipe with other things. Right. So then it's like, so then I have that one meal video too. Here's the whole meal version yeah. and then oh i made a sauce for that steak here's the sauce video right so in that one day i was able to pull like five or six videos out of that one recipe right and then from mm. that that's one long form youtube video as well where it's just like a longer four to six minute steak video right or yeah. whatever it is right you, so. you, you know what i'm so with you and that's why i'm transitioning more into youtube mm -hmm. because um you know i gotta be honest and i'm just being honest youtube is where the bag is at yeah, 100%, right? like, 100%. Like, there's no doubt, like, listen, YouTube is where the bag is at. And, like, I'm going to be honest, I feel like with the longer form YouTube videos, I'm able to explain myself. And I'm able yep. to, like, yeah. take my time. And people are genuinely interested in watching. I feel like with TikTok and Instagram. So what I was getting at is basically what I have Video Husky doing now is, like, they'll edit the YouTube video. But then they also export two social videos, right, from oh, that YouTube video. Perfect. Just scale in. and But, like, and you'll see this one that I'm going to post. Dude, they did such a better job to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. I can create the thumbnail via Canva. I'm, I'm not worried about that. But, like, they did such a good job. And they did such a good job with the with the TikToks and the IG videos. But I have to be honest. It took some training and some back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah. But, but once you hone them in, right, once you teach them what to do, then they can just re replicate. Because after out. that, you just teach them the system, right? And yeah, then exactly. But I'll be honest, man. If somebody could shoot for me, you're right. That would just be Yeah. Because it's such dude. a fucking bitch to, like, Dude, I made pasta from scratch for the first time and yeah. I like mixed it and then I want to change the angle and I got freaking like yeah, my, watch yeah, my camera looks like I freaking battered it and then I'm about yeah. to fry it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, or I got chicken fingers or something, right? Or like. Yeah. You know what, Philip? Sometimes I just, I just keep it moving. I'll just, yeah. I won't even change the angle. And it's like, because here's the thing, I would get caught up in so like. A good example is for me on my stove, my overhead light is just too bright. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I look, you'll see it. I made a, um, a tornado egg and I was so focused on this technique and I could see the screen and I could see the zebras and I'm just like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I, I, cause I can't stop. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's going to be, it's going to be the ISO is all off. It's or a, the aperture. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, you know, it's, it's fine because so I let, I, sometimes I let some stuff go, but at least I'm aware and I know for next time. But the thing is, is I, I need a light that's a soft, a softer light. Like I have this big one here, but it's just like, mm -hmm. I wish uh, you I know, it's, show you. I wish I could show yeah. you mine. I got up there. It's just like a, it looks like a China ball lantern, you know? Yeah. That's not what I want. And that just sits over. Yeah. And because I, I, that's the one I noticed, but like, dude, I, I'll be honest, my, hopefully my wife's not listening, but if I buy it, if I buy any more video equipment, bro, <laughs> your wife's going to kill stuff you. Just lives in the, my stuff just lives in the kitchen now. 
And uh, yeah. you know what I loved is I watched your uh, organization video on, um, you know, you you showed your all your tools in your toolbox and how everything's organized in the espresso machine and all that. And yeah. it made me really look at my space different. Like, yes, this yeah. is a kitchen, a home kitchen, but it's yeah. also my workspace, right? Like this is exactly. where I work. This is actually my job now. I create content. How can I really create a space that is where everything needs to be, where I don't need to like, it's already a bitch to just set up, right? Like yeah. I'm already like exhausted. I'm tired. I can't even imagine you after work or before a shift, like saying like, all right, I got to pump out this recipe video and that's hard. Right. And then it's like, I got to set the gear up. I, there's all these friction yeah. points. How can I create the least amount of friction so I can exactly. just show up, knock this shit out. And then it's just like clean, consistent, easy. So I kind of started rearranging our, our kitchen and, had the lights set up and everything and slowly starting to kind of dial that in. And I'm just already noticing like stuff is where I need it. I can grab it here and there. Yeah. And, and it's almost like a, I don't know what a commercial kitchen is or like a professional kitchen, but I can only imagine, you know, your pots and pans aren't in the drawers where you got to take pots out to pull another one in. It, it's, it's hanging no. up top. You're moving quick. I need to yeah. grab this tool out of here or there. And it's, it's everywhere within arm's reach. Right. So, so you, you know what, you made a great point, Philip. And like, I think the organization as far as like um, from because I shoot in batches, so I'll shoot five videos in one shot and I try to keep it to a four hour block. And, um, you know, in like so just, and you know, I took this advice from you is I set up the night before and I was like, hey, listen, when you make breakfast, don't don't fuck my shit up. Make make the toast <laughs> and the eggs. But I have the camera set up. All the, everything's plugged in. Everything is, um, uh, you know, everything is charged and it really helps streamline my shooting. And I have to admit, it's so funny because like the. Um, like the, the recipes and the techniques and the mise en place for the cooking part, super easy. Where I'm not confident is the shooting, the filming and like, you know, making sure like my angle's correct. And like, I'll be honest, you know what has absolutely just changed my life is the, the sunlight in California. So I have the, so anyway, so from like, from 11 to 2 p.m., it's a really good time to shoot. And then from four to six before the sun goes down, there's this beautiful natural sunlight, absolutely mm. gorgeous. But guess what? I got kids, I got a wife. like. I'm telling them to be quiet right now, but they're here. Like, so the best time for me to film is at night. You know, it's just the way it is. So it's like, you know, I call it the chef authorized after dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been really trying to like, I don't know if you can see in the background, but I've been trying to build this studio and um, it's really helped me out. My, my most recent video, I'm really happy with the lighting. It's not too yellow. It's, uh, I got the bright lights and um, I'm gonna start going that route. So that way I can film, uh, you know, from start to finish without being interrupted. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the biggest thing. Like when I'm in the mode and I'm like creating a recipe and like, you know, being interrupted by like my kids screaming or in the background, it's just like, it's so tough because it's like, I have to stop what I'm doing and then continue. And I also don't want to be the, the dad that is constantly telling my five-year-old child to shut up. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's kind of fucked up. But uh, yeah. Dude, that's like me. I got a bunch of neighbors that are pretty loud and I, I kind of got it down to where it's like, all right, I know they get home from school around 2.30, so I need to pump this out before like three because mm. once they, they literally just like make noise. Like they don't even, there's not, it's just straight, just yelling. Like there's not even, <laughs> it's not even communicating. Not communication. It's literally just blah, 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 blah. Like yeah, they yeah. will say just words and I'm just like, holy shit. But um, yeah, it's a pain. <laughs> so you, you know what else I want to talk about? Casey, did you want to jump in here? Or I don't want to cut you off. I do. So, uh, hey, uh, Phil, can I just um, can I just geek out at you real quick? Uh, so I'm going to bring out a couple of videos, if you don't mind. But just to pick your brain, though, 
Um, I know Brandon and I would talk about this, but like, what is what do you shoot with? Uh, first of all, on your camera settings, and then what? Why did you start shooting it that way? Let me just ask that, and let me bring up a video specifically. So, really quickly, let's look at this. So, Phil, this is you on your rice video, and I and I have a question after this too. So, let's let's just watch this for a good, good minute. minute. How to make perfectly fluffy rice every time with a rice cooker? You don't need a fancy, expensive one. I've been using the same busted cheap rice cooker for ten years. I've even had to fix a melted leg on the bottom. You also don't need a measuring cup. And to prove it, I'm going to be using this little cooking sauce thing, but you can use a mug or whatever you want. Measure out as much rice as you want to cook. I'm doing four level scoops with this thing. Next, you want to wash the rice. I use this kind of grabbing and squeezing technique to rub the rice mm. against itself and scrub it. Wash the rice four to five times till the water is clear with like room temperature water. If the water is hot, it's going to start cooking the rice. Drain as much of the water out as you can. And then use the exact same container you measured the rice with to measure your water. You want a one-to-one yeah. -one ratio of rice to water. Four scoops of rice, four things of water. It should pass the Asian finger measurement test. <laughs> in the comments. But everyone's hand's a different size, so I don't understand how it works. Don't forget to switch it to cook. Once it's done, make sure that you fluff the rice and that's... And then you yeah, looped boy. it, right? Yeah, so boy. So the question is, I, is that two lights? Um, are there two cameras or are you just moving it as you go, as you're filming it? Just this to is one camera and, and I was just moving it around. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. And I, I just have shoot that one. same one. I just shoot one camera. Okay. And you have the, the ZV-1, right? I was using the ZV-1. That one is a Sony A6400. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what? I always respect the shit out of anybody who films rice because you know just as well as I know. Oh my if gosh. You, if People you're, went in on that. No, but that too. But there's like a double-edged sword. So for me, I remember every time I film something white, like it's just like, bah, like two, well, two, mm, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. uh, you know, it constantly happens where the rice, the rice or anything white is just like zebra. Yeah. Like, so I put it into the, I put it into the shot first, then I adjust exposure and then yes. I hit record and then I'll do it. Yeah. And then even same thing, like it, say I'm going to throw, put, uh, put something into a pan, like a cast iron pan, right? Yeah. You expose for the pan, but the pan is black, right? So yeah. then once you put anything in there, it's going to be blown out, especially yeah, like a sauce or something, right? So 100%. what I'll do is I'll, I'll put, if it's already like mixed or something, I'll put a ladle of it into the shot. So I'll just scoop some with a ladle and I'll hold the ladle uh, in the shot. Then I'll adjust the exposure for it. Then I'll take it out and I'll ladle it back in and then I'll pour it in or something. Yeah. See, this is what you'll mm. see with the, with the tornado egg that I did. You'll see me like, a, oh, you know what? I don't know how they're going to edit it, but like, I had put, I had committed to making this shit and it was the best one. It was the best one. So I'm going to keep it, but like it is completely overexposed. Yeah. So it's always safe to just underexpose because you can always bring it back, right? You yeah. can always mm -hmm. enlighten it, but once yeah. you blow it out, there's no data there to where you can bring it. It's just gone, right? It's exactly. Just gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that changed the game for me, Philip, man. I'm telling you, it's crazy, <laughs> dude. But any, what I was going to say with the, with the, with the rice, I respect the fact anybody that's going to film rice or like anything white, because you know, if you shoot it and like it's just blown out and rice is like I don't know it's for me it's just like a it's like a thorn in the side anything it's that has one. like it yeah. is so that I mean it looked perfect but I loved I love how like I, there's two things I love about your videos I love how like smooth they're shot and I love the voiceover the story the storytelling you do Thanks, such a better you do such a better job than me it's crazy <laughs> no you know what I think I disagree with you because I think you do a good job of um, explaining things and I think that's an issue that I, a lot of really good cooks have you know ah, so okay. what's funny about like 
being a content food content creator is that it's easy to get shit on by like a lot of like really good cooks, right? Mm, and yeah. it's like, I, if anything, like I'm proof, and this is probably this isn't a good thing, or I, I don't know if I should even brag about this, but like I'm proof that you don't need to be a good cook and be successful with cooking videos on the internet, right? Yes, and that's absolutely, and it's a and it's a bad thing in a way because you have some people that are went to school for this that are trained yes. in all of the right techniques, they know all the shit, right? And they would look down on me because I'm not a professional or I'm not doing it right or whatever. But I think, I think my point is like, I'm not trying to exploit cooking, right? Like I genuinely mm. love it. I want to learn how to do it better. And I'm just trying to perfect my crap. And I'm just trying to share my experience or my journey on the internet, right? I'm not trying to educate anyone. I'm not trying to teach anyone how to do anything. I think though, what I'm, my point I'm getting at though, is that there's a lot of really good chefs out there that make content, but they don't see any growth because they suck at explaining the process, right? Ah, so yes. it's not just about, or, or doing it in a way that fit, that is meant, that's engaging or that's entertaining, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, you can be an amazing cook and everything, but you're just a trash content creator or you're a trash, you, you suck at like delivering, um, uh, a recipe or you suck at like explaining directions, you know? Yeah. And, um, that I think that's where, like I was saying, you do a great job of explaining the process and why. And what's even funnier is you already know what people are going to say and you already have another video yeah. lined up for that comment to pin it and respond because you you already know they're going to ask you this and you already premeditated the explanation for it. So if, if anything, you're explaining it well and then some for the bullshit that comes after you explain <laughs> it. Yeah, well, hey, but that's a great point. You know, hey, look, I'm telling you, I feel I don't know if I don't know if you uh, watch KC's <laughs> video, but he is he is we're like yin and yang, bro. He like I stopped responding to hate comments like a long time ago. My man lives for the hate comments. I he do. Li- my Live man lives. But, but like I want to talk, you know what? This crazy because like everything he says, he's, you know, he has that confidence that a chef would have in explaining themselves and like, no, this is the reason why. And let's talk about it. But Casey, how many other people on TikTok have offered to debate with you on live stream or debate in general? None. You know Zero. how many have offered to? Like, uh, till today, or not today, yesterday, I reposted my black garlic video. Obviously, it's not black garlic. I fucking know it. But the amount of comments again, not black garlic. But I'm like, and I'm like, all right, let's debate. Let's talk. Let's do this. Bro, nobody. And it's over like a thousand comments right now. So I'm just like, okay, so do we just keep, do we just keep trash talking? I can keep doing this back and forth. I don't care. I love it. This is my content. We keep pushing out. But yeah. Yeah. And, and so, Philip, you know, another thing I want to talk about was um, how, like, what, because here's the thing. I tell a lot of young chefs ask me, like, there's, okay, there's 60% that want to be in a restaurant and cook and become a great cook. But there's also a percentage of young cooks and home cooks that just want to be a YouTuber or create content. And this is a new type of uh, career. And Mm -hmm. for everybody out there, if you don't think video creation is a career, you're wrong. (laughs) I'm telling you, it is a freaking career and it is a job and it is taken very seriously. And I tell them like, hey, don't waste your time. If you wanna be a content creator, just start posting videos. Just commit to posting videos. I know this sounds counterintuitive because I'm a chef and I want more chefs, but you don't need any type of credentials to be able to make food videos and make recipes online and also 
anybody, like, I think what people don't realize is, bitch, we all started at zero followers. We all, we all did. Yeah. We all started at zero followers. Now, what people can't get over is what other people are going to think about when they post that video. And I had that same perception. What are my chef friends going to think? Because there's a big, there's a big split down the middle between uh, professional chefs and TV chefs. And unfortunately, video creators fall in the TV chef category. And you know what? I just owned it. I just fucking owned it. And I'm like, listen, I know my videos are trash, but I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to be myself. Because guess what I realized? People invest in you as the creator. And mm. here's the thing. I, I watch Phillips. Any, dog. Anytime Philip or Casey's video pops up, I double I double click right away because I know it's going to be mm -hmm. legit. And I just I like you guys as creators. And I think that's really important to note. So I try to I try to tell the young chef that wants to be a YouTuber or a content creator or a food blogger or whatever the case may be. Just start posting. Get used to it. How do you deal with the hate comments as a video creator, but not a chef? How do you deal with the criticism on the food aspect? Fuck, man, I'm so petty. So I'll go in on those too, and I'll just like, I'll I'll like go back and yes. forth all day. You know what I mean? Or I just troll back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just. It yeah. depends where I'm at. It's really bad when I'm drinking. If if I look at the comments when I'm drunk, <laughs> I have yes. to go back the next day and delete those because I'll oh, just be yeah. like, wow. Not that I'm like, I'm just more like I have anxiety after that. Like, oh god, I'm hungover. Like, what did I say? Like, oh man, I look so like. I look so petty, right? Because I'm just like shitting on these people. My my worry now about shitting on people in the comments is brand deals. I'm yeah. more worried like, you know, I have this big brand deal with this company or future brand deals. All they have to do is look at my comment section and see that mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Or like something <laughs> like that. And like they're going to be like, ooh, I don't know if we want to do, you know, work with this guy because he yeah. is like that. So I'm trying mm -hmm. to make an effort to I'm trying really hard to make an effort to just not respond anymore. Yeah. Okay. I'll even just, uh, especially with TikTok or whatever, I'll just block them or delete them or I will sometimes see, here's the thing that's wrong about this though. It's like, it's like the responsibility is putting put on us as content creators to understand that the people that are leaving these comments are just hurt inside, right? They're just hurt yeah. themselves. And the only way they're going to feel better about it is if they just shit on someone else, right? But I know that. I know that's why they're leaving bad comments, especially when they're not even um, helpful. You know what I mean? I can hear, I can see some comments where they're like, hey, you did that wrong. I would recommend this next time compared to like, that looks like shit or you fucking suck or whatever. You know, it's just obvious, like just blatantly negative, right? But it's weird. It's like almost our response. Like if I were to say something bad back, like go fuck yourself, it's, I look bad, not that person, right? I look bad for like saying something negative back to this person because they just hurt my feelings. Genuinely, they just generous, like they just hurt my feelings, just shit on me, right? My hard work. Hmm. And it's almost like, my, it makes me look bad, which I think is like messed up because at the end of the day, it's like, you're coming into my space to shit on me, you know? And, and then when they say well, like, well, you put it on the internet, what do you expect? It's like, that doesn't give you entitlement to say anything you want. You know what I mean? You're not in, you're entitled to an opinion, I guess, but you know, to just come in that space and just shit on me, is like, I don't think it's cool. But um, yeah, I, I guess without all that being said, I'm, I, what I just do now is I just don't entertain it or I'll 
just block them. I'll just delete it or I'll block ah. them, especially on TikTok where the comments are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I get a lot of really bad ones because I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'm not a chef. I'm not professionally trained. I say the wrong words. I do the wrong things. I, I overcook or undercook the stuff. I make something that is very not authentic. You know what I mean? And I don't do, I'm just all, I'm all bad. And um, so I get a lot of really bad comments, you know, and does that affect the way you create when you're creating? Like, oh, somebody's going to talk shit about this? Like, Sometimes, but sometimes it, in, it, encourages me, it encourages me to create some content. Like I made American tacos and I talked about how, you know, these aren't authentic tacos. I'm half white and half Filipino and my parents are, I'm, I'm, I'm an American. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a mm. legit, like quote unquote, what an American person is. My dad was in the military. We ate, my Filipino mom made American tacos and I grew up eating that and I love it. It's, it's for me too. Crunchy taco shells that are, yeah. Yeah. Covered Paso, in, yeah. 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 Covered in nacho cheese and all the stuff. And I was like, I love them. You know what I mean? So I'm going to make this video on it and share one of the foods that I love. And I already know I'm going to get shit on, but my biggest worry is, um, misrepresenting culture you know, or misrepresenting something. I, de- I never want to exploit another culture's food or anything like that. It's never my, my intention. It's really just to say like, hey, I want to try and make this. But my, like I said, my biggest worry is doing it wrong and, and offending, offending someone. So, yeah, yeah, offending so my, met, my goal now, it, it affects it in a sense where I research it. A, I do a little bit more research and just making sure that like, if I am going to try and come off with some sort of any type of thing that I'm, coming at least a little correct and then i just try and cover my ass with explaining like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just trying to figure this out so you know what you make you make a great point and it's funny because um like i literally am so overconfident with dealing with hate comments and one of the reasons is is because if it has to do with anything with food like i'm gonna crush your soul like that's just my (laughs) mentality because because there's no way like and i know that sounds so cocky but in all honesty, I think there's a difference between competence and like cockiness. And unfortunately, mm. I have put everything I have into becoming a chef and being a chef. So that means I have done so many hours of research and so much time in the kitchen. And, you know, in Casey, I'm sure you feel the same way on certain topics. And it's funny because some of these people that are uh, and I feel bad, I feel bad sometimes because. Uh, 60% of my comments are like really, you know, really, really good. People have like real genuine questions. Then you have like a percentage of people that just like have no idea what they're talking about and just there to spew hate. But it's funny because sometimes you get these questions when you know that somebody doesn't know what they're talking about. And, Mm -hmm. and I use this as an example, but I used to really dig into hate comments and like respond, you know, like respond back. But it's funny because, uh, I don't know if you know David Nugian, um, on Instagram, but he responds back. You're right on the comment just you're right and just, <laughs> you're right Let i was go. like dude that is the fucking best no and so I started my doing- favorite one is to just be like when they're just assholes i just like to say do you feel better about yourself now you know what i mean like do you feel, <laughs> yeah, like, do, nice. you feel do you feel better now yeah, like you got it out do you, do you feel better now like that's just my yeah. favorite one to say and a lot of times they're like yeah i actually feel great and then my comeback to that is like i would challenge you to explore why you need to say these things to feel better about yourself because that's yeah. just sad you Dude, know what i mean it's so you're so right yeah. man. or i'll it's just like, i'll just say like google why do i need to judge other people 
Like, yeah. and then like, it's just, if you Google that, the, it, it pops up and it says like, just cause like I'm judging myself or I'm like jealous of something or whatever, whatever. And I judge them. Cause it's a, it's a, a reflection of my insecurities, right. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's true. And like, I almost have empathy for all of these, you know, these haters, but at the same time, it's like, you know, now I'm at a, at a point where, you know, my community just buries them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, you could see if you, you see your- any negative comments. If you see any negative comments, because here's the thing: I put more time and effort into the people that are some of my OGs, and um, you know they literally like if you, if you see somebody make one comment, they usually end up deleting them. And if yeah. you go through my profile, listen, bro, like my my following, like they'll just. You know, even if it's it's a couple, there's a couple diehard motherfuckers in there yeah. that are just like, you don't know what you're talking about, but do they just they That's they eat them up? Best. That's when I feel yeah. like I won. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we, the real win is when it doesn't affect you, right? The real win yeah. at the end of the day is going to be when you don't let it bother you. That's a lot oh, easier it, said than done, though, right? That's yeah, going to be yeah. the real win, though. But the next best thing for me is when they delete the comment because they just got like shit on, yeah, and I'm just they like, got oh, on, idiot. Yeah. One step even further, one thing I started doing with some really bad hating comments is I'll screenshot it. And I started making videos with that comment, like pinned in the, uh, in the video, the whole video, it's like embedded in the video. And then, (laughs) gosh, this sounds really petty, but then I I go to look at their profile later and they like deleted their profile or they changed their name or something because it was just that bad. Like everyone went in on them, right? And I'm just like, Yeah, you're like, I put P in the, I put, yeah. I put, I put a capital P in petty. Yeah, dude. Like, and it's like, good. I hope you do, you know, but it's like the same time. It's like, that was a little too much sometimes. My my biggest worry too is like, what if someone's like really down and like really out? And that's the thing that like kind of pushes them over the edge. So that's where I was like, hey, I need to kind of like step back on that and maybe like kind of chill out because I don't want to like ruin someone's life even though they're like basically ruining mine for a couple of minutes that day. But anyways. (laughs) Yo, Casey looks for the negative comments and he responds immediately. (laughs) He doesn't even wait. I really do. this is his face when he sees a nigga. Oh, oh, you fucking hate me? I'm a bitch. I'm like, okay. let's go right Boom, now, literally record. today, right away, Philip. Right away. So I was at go the ahead. um, I was at the laundromat today. Open the TikTok app because you know, obviously, we open TikTok. Seven. I'm like, okay, boom, record. Oh yeah, okay, boom. Explain. Next one. Boom, record. Oh, we can talk about this. Blah blah. And the best one, Brandon. I didn't tell you this. Um, somebody from uh, Massachusetts, uh, 15 year chef, fine dining. I uh, called my set shit several times i'm like oh let's debate like right now nothing haven't replied in seven hours i'm like you know what yeah Damn, you know man. the thing too is like just one it's time. one thing to debate that or to go, get into a debate with someone that is a professional too you know that knows their mm-hmm. shit well i i would even just challenge them even one step further i don't even debate how about you make a video and show me how to do it then exactly oh, right? yes. make a video yes. show me how to do it Damn, then, right? next time yeah, yeah. You know what? Oh, you know what? You, you make a great point. You make right a great there. point. And I and I and I am gonna stand by that nowadays. I'm gonna say, hey, make a video, duet this, make a video. My duet's on Stitch, make a video. And you know what? You're hundred percent right, Philip. I think you put your money where your mouth is because I've had some I've had some chefs that um, you know, where they they don't um they don't really question me on my page, but like mm. they will like I've I've gotten a DM or two from some chef I forgot what it, who it was, but see that's the thing I don't have enough bandwidth to like hold on to the negativity, <laughs> but it's funny because I I talk oh I remember what it was a chef reached out to me and because my, my wife is white okay she's white I'm half black and I did a, I made a COVID joke 
and I, uh, she, I was like, hey, can you do the skit with me? First of all, she didn't want to do it. She doesn't like, she's not a big tech talker. She did, you know, she, I'm like, hey, just hold this yogurt and just feed me, like, get, pass me this yogurt. I need to have you in the scene. Pass me this yogurt. I'm going to eat it. And it was like, I was wondering why my, uh, I thought I had COVID because my wife's, you know, I thought I had COVID because I couldn't taste the food. Yeah, and, oh, but then I realized that my wife is white. And so, dog, this chef reached out to me. That was a pretty good one. He's like, yeah, it was hilarious. And he, he's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you think it's okay to make racist videos. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, man, Aww. it was, it was just a skit. Like, this is honestly a skit. It's yogurt I'm eating. It was, it was just a joke, as you can see in the, in the description. But then we went back and forth about like, where, where is your training? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, hey, let's go. And so that's why I pin the video with my training, and what mm. I'm in my pedigree because you know what I think. Like and it's not to be cocky, it's not to be, but it's no, like no, yeah, I, yes, yeah. you're you like yes. Look at my credentials. You should check everybody's credentials before you take advice from them. Like, here's the thing, Philip. If if I were like, if I were to ask you for your video videography credentials, bro, you would have the list. I had my own company. I did this. I've been filming since. You know what I'm saying? There's like background. Like if you like that's why. And here's another thing is why Casey and I uh, became friends immediately is because uh, Philip in the beginning. God, I know I say this all the time, don't I? Shit, it's sorry, okay. Casey. It's okay. He he commented Phil, on one Phil of my videos. He's like, he, he's like, hey, chef, that plate looks good, but I think it would have been better on a color plate or on a white plate or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's you're fucking right. You're right. It would have looked better on this. And I immediately followed him. And we like he would comment on certain things, but we would go back and forth. And we had a con- you know constructive criticism, but it was it was ideal because that's what professionals do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And. Casey and I are yin and yang with our careers. I went the Michelin route, he went the corporate chef route. And I think that's really important because, um, you know, it doesn't matter, like, and I try to tell people all the time, like, you don't need to be a chef. You don't need to be a chef to cook. Like, I'm sorry, mm. like, you can, it doesn't matter. Like, bro, I swear to God, I know some home cooks and I know some cooks that will outcook some of the chefs that I know. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And what a lot of people don't realize is, I will guarantee that you can take some professional chefs and put them in a home environment and they'll be lost. They can't do it. Yeah. It's yeah, two man. different things. And you could take a, you can take a professional. I don't, I mean, I mean, we can get really debatable on this too, but like, what would you consider like a, a personal chef? Right. Like they're, they're really good at um, cooking everything, but then you put them in a kitchen environment where there's like, you know, X amount of, I don't know the terminology, but like covers or yeah. whatever coming in at once and everything, and they're going to just be overwhelmed, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, how do you, it's all different and it's all a different environment and a different thing. And yeah, you know, what's funny is I was just talking, I had sushi just the other day and we always sit at the counter. I was getting drunk with the sushi chef and I was just telling him how, you know, I want to stage at some places because I just want to work on my just technique. I just want to learn. Uh, there's some specific things that I want to learn uh, from different chefs in different restaurants, but the big mm-hmm. things too are just kind of like how to do things more consistently. And then also like food safety and then timing. Like another one is timing. That's really difficult for me at home. When I, when I'm making mm. a bunch of different meals that cook at different net meals, but dishes that cook at different times, yeah. how do I get everything to finish at the same time to where when I plate it, everything's hot, it's fresh there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's like one of the big things I want to learn. There's all these little things that I want to just kind of work on at my, at my own house. And yeah, so that was one of the things I, I was talking to him about trying to stage and 
he was just telling me he's like about his experience in the restaurant sorry if you can hear this helicopter but you're good he's like dude i'm here like 16 hours a day you know what i mean like i'm here five seven days a week except for you know tuesday but even on tuesday i'm here uh just doing shit that maintenance in the kitchen or whatever right that's not Mm -hmm. necessarily cooking or i'm handling orders and i'm babysitting all these kids you know what i mean like he's he's talking about his staff right and it's funny (laughs) like this one of the chefs comes up next or like cook whatever they're all sushi chefs come up next to him asking him for something he like turns around he's like can you see i'm fucking talking right now like i'm in the middle (laughs) of a fucking conversation right and then he's like oh sorry and he goes back to his station and then he finishes his sentence with me and then he goes back and hands him the stuff and like pretend to like, you know, that's just a relationship too. You know, it's like a, it's a weird relationship yeah. they have too. Like he was an asshole, but jokingly, you know, at the same time, he's like, that's just his, his mentality. It was just a joke, but like he, he was pretty stern with it. But then when he brought him the thing that he was asking for, you know, they kind of like joked it off after, but um, yeah, just the environment in a in a, a restaurant just seems so crazy that I was just like, "Fuck, I don't know if I want to work at a re- if I would want to stage or work at a restaurant and just be like in the fucking way or like get overwhelmed." Mm-hmm. Like, that's why staging you know, is fun. You know, you know what I recommend for people is like, and especially young cooks is like because see, I think sometimes staging kind of doesn't do justice. It doesn't you doesn't do you any justice because. You know, mm-hmm. staging, you'll probably end up just picking herbs or, you know, cleaning stuff. And so what I always recommend, I don't recommend this for you, but for the young cook, like I always recommend go get the part-time job. Keep doing what you're doing, but go get a part-time job, get paid because then you're going to be held accountable and then you will actually have work to do as a prep cook, yeah. dishwasher, doesn't matter. And, um, you know, for me, it's kind of like, I, I agree with you, Philip. It's like, I was just telling, uh, on our last podcast, I was telling, um, uh, Bimi Cruz, this is like, you know, I worked so hard to get to executive chef and, you know, chef de cuisine and, and, and run a restaurant. But then I realized, like, I was barely cooking. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm just put, You're managing. putting out, just putting out fires all day, man. And, like, dude, it became miserable. But at the same time, it was very fruitful because, at some, like, I got all the credit most of the time. Oh, chef, this is amazing. This tastes great. This is, ah, oh, I love this tasting menu. This is amazing. And the thing is, is, like, what I realized is, I, dude, I missed like the cooking aspect of it, you know, like the actual cooking. And so like now what my page is about is about doing things I've never done before, but like, thank the Lord. Like, here's a good example. I just made panettone, the bread, panettone. It's very difficult to make. It is. So when you're talking mm. about bread, land, big, like land, Italian loaf, uh, with yeah. Yeah, shit inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I this, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, but you're right. It's like, this is expert level shit. Expert level. Yeah. It took me five days, total 60 hours. And let me tell you something. I was so happy with my first loaf, man. I was, it's not ideal. It's not like, it's not like sourdough Duffy's, but like it is actually amazing when you have the skill and the technique behind knowing how to, how to make manage it. the process. Yeah, exactly. Because like a good example is like, oh, go ahead. But like um, a good example, uh, Casey, is what I was talking about was um, like, you know, for the video thing, like, dude, I had to go to YouTube and search, man. I had no idea. I didn't have anybody to hold my hand or, ment- or like mentor me. Oh, I'm with and you. And it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy because like, you know, here's the thing, man. It's like I've been with right now with my job. I'm so grateful because I have so much time to do other things, you know, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. But like, uh, yeah, so Philip, what I was saying is like now, like a good example is like being a chef, like if I'm going to try a new recipe, or if I'm going to like create something that I've never made before, 
it's really easy for me to like put the things together and change stuff, you know? And a good example of that is I made, um, I made um, on YouTube, I made a banana cream pie. And uh, when I went to go finish it, my meringue was off. And, uh, and it's funny because like, I was like, shit. And then in the video, I said, you know what? This is a great example. My meringue is not good, but I'm still gonna use it because I'm at home. I'm not like serving this to anybody. Yeah. This, I'm gonna use it, but there's three things that could have happened. One, um, I didn't whip my, I over whipped my egg whites. Two, I didn't heat up the sugar enough or three. And then I left it at that. And then in the voiceover, I went over, I watched the footage and I didn't bring the, the sugar up to the proper temperature. And so it's funny because being a chef, you realize, okay, I know I made this mistake, but here's how to fix it. And that's where a lot of home cooks and a lot of uh, young chefs don't, um, they miss that missing link, right? Where they take a recipe from the internet that God knows who made or tested, uh, and they try to yeah. make it and something comes out fucked up. And guess what? They have no way to figure out how to fix it or what is wrong. And what a lot of people don't realize is, and I try to tell, I try to tell people this, Listen, the, the recipe is just a blueprint. You as the cook need to bring the soul to the recipe. And mm -hmm. I love sometimes, and Casey, I'm sure you do this too. Sometimes like if I want to make something, I'll look at a bunch of recipes and then I just make my own recipe. Yeah. You know? and, and I, I, I do the I, same exact thing. Or sometimes there's just stuff in there I don't like that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to sub this out for this. Or yeah. I don't have sugar, but I have like maple syrup you know what I mean? Or agave or mm -hmm. something. Right. So like, crap, I didn't have brown sugar. You know what I mean? But like, maybe I can just mm -hmm. do this for that sweetness for this thing or, and just see how it comes out and maybe it'll come out weird or different, but like, you know, it's just, it is, I don't want to go to the, or the other thing too, is like some of these recipes, you got to buy like this one big thing for a teaspoon of it. And it's like, dude, I'm yeah, make, you don't want that. I'm never going to make anything else with this. Right. So it's like, I'm not even going to go use that. I'm just going to use fish sauce instead of, you know, that thing. Right. Or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Dude, it's so crazy. I have I have so much shit in my kitchen. I literally use for one three second shot, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, to get oh, go ahead. No, but the advantage is I have a really good outlet for it at work. So it's for true, me, true. I, yeah, I have a really good outlet. Must be nice, some, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one man, thing that I want to kind nice. of talk about too that I kind of want to get your guys' input on is like, so you know, we have different types of chefs, right? That mm. do different types of levels of cooking or whatever. Like I, I struggle with like, how do I want to present myself online as like a cook in the food content realm? So you watch a lot of food content creators. They're all a little different, right? You got someone like H who I'm not sure if you know, Hyunu, uh, mm -hmm. H Wu. all of his stuff is very well. It's very like, it's almost like the fine dining of, you know, like the food uh, content creation space. Right. Yeah. Then you got like, the food porny people who are just throwing like a spicy hot Cheetos into a burrito. Right. But it's like, they're just making like food porny type food, right. Or sandwiches mm. or, you know, it's not even like anything good. And then you got people that are just personalities that their food looks like shit. And it, <laughs> it just looks really bad. Like you just know it doesn't taste good. Right. But they have mm. 3 million followers because they're just like a personality, right. They just show up. Yeah. They're funny or they just waste food, whatever it is, <laughs> their, their niches. Right. But there's all these different spaces of like food content creators, different, like, I guess you could say like, like, I don't want to say levels, but more like, um, sections, like different sections or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out like, Cause I feel like yours is like fine dining too, right? Where it's like, it's professional level food. 
yeah. that you're yeah. that you're creating content for so people can consume that. They probably would never make that, right? They're not gonna make this sugar nest and you know what I mean, this sort yeah. of thing, but they just enjoy yeah, watching sugar. you because it's something entertaining, right? I'm just trying to figure out like <clears throat> Which direction should I go? You know what I mean? Do I just so you, you know what's funny, Philip? Is I went, I was extreme fine dining at first. Like, I'm sorry, like I went fine dining and then I realized I like my engagement was so freaking low, dude. Like, people would just immediately click away. I would only have like a small percentage of people actually watch the video. And the thing is, is now I've completely strayed away for the most part for fine dining, but I almost miss it. Like, I'm talking like ultra fine dining, I'm talking about like three Michelin star level type stuff. And I went a month with just posting like super in-depth techniques and garnishes and this and that and like the engagement was so freaking low so now if i just see something i like i add it to the content schedule whether it's look at let me look at this the cream spinach and artichoke dip that i made right like this is so like in the professional chef world this is like so generic like we would never serve this we it's not something that we do but it's very american and i'm not gonna lie i fucking love it it's so delicious but I saw David Chang make it and I'm like, damn, that looks good. I want to make my own. And I made it, dog, half a million views. Crazy. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it literally took me, you know, 15 minutes to shoot. But what I realized is people are genuinely interested in the way I would make something or the way I would make a certain dish. And so now my shit is all over the place, man. And I try not to put myself in one of those categories. But what I try to do is really just make things that I'm passionate about and then hopefully somebody would like, right? Like, um, you'll see like I, I have like if you go down my like come on Twinkies I just made Twinkies the other day uh, you know you know what I'm saying and like the reason why I made them is because I I was thinking about things from my childhood and I remember my parents didn't my mom was like you're not eat this is garbage I brought a Twinkie home from my friend's house and she's like this is poison this is poison so I couldn't have them in my house <laughs> but but as a kid I thought it was so delicious and then as I got older and I became a chef I was like damn I need like Twinkies are garbage. They taste like shit. And so that's why I made my own version that were just delicious. And so I know we got about five more minutes, fellas, but, um, mm. Casey, what, what realm do you fall under, uh, as far as content creation? I was, I was just going to mention to Philip. Um, I think if, if you just keep on doing what you're doing, uh, because you're, uh, you're in a tier of its own. I think you're, you're the, the elegant, pl- you're, you're ready. You're a videographer first, uh, food, uh, Chef second. I'm going to say chef because you manage your own. You, you have a whole space. You're literally a building as a restaurant. You're, you're, you're the guy there, right? Um, my space, however, I, I'm sporadic in my brain. I will post whatever it is, uh, whether it's I make a two second congee or um, I'm making a drink or I'm replying to all hate comments. I, that's my space. I'm the everything guy. So I, I think it doesn't really matter at the end of the day as, as long as I'm happy for me. Yeah. That makes me happy. I'll post. I'll post that. Any hate comments, more than welcome to. Let's go. I'm all for it. Um, but uh, n- when I'm shooting, though, um, I'll, obviously I'm always learning. Uh, the main goal is to learn, uh, first and foremost. So when I look at your videos, I'm like, shit, I'll, I'm gonna take that shot right now. Um, I, I think I, I can replicate it, and I'm gonna try it. And as a chef, that's that's how our brains work. Let's see if I can improve on something. I'm pretty sure Brandon will tell you the same exact thing in terms of cooking. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't think about that. Maybe I should try that next time I'm making it, you know, that particular recipe. Um, So I think that's how we're going to move into this space eventually. Um, But again, it's not my main source of income. And Brandon has mentioned this this too. 
um, on the space. Uh, so we can post generally whatever the hell we want uh, and still make monetary on it. And I, can I also just mention real quick, I know, Phil, uh, you're very pro at it. I, I appreciate you muting your mic for, for the for the noise, but I can I can edit that out. Not a big deal. So I, okay, I appreciate you. That, <laughs> I'm in that's an such a, complex that's such next a to like fine, a fucking free. I, I know. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I, I actually just showed Brandon how to, to remove uh, background noise yeah. fairly easily. Because, you know, you, you know, on the on the side, you know, Casey is a rock star. He's a rock star. Dude. He is. <laughs> I don't I don't Maybe. say that part. Hey, and where the I'll, fuck? I'll where's our intro, dog? He's, he's Yo, at, I'm working he, on he, it. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm good. Wor- seriously, I'm working on it. So I had my I have my drummer slash bass um, player. We're working on a couple of two like syncopated things. So it, eventually, it'll get released. But I, I don't want people to know just yet. You know, I just like yeah. Maybe I hey, shouldn't. Real quick, it's, can uh, I back up on something real quick before we go? Mm. I wanted to like, especially for people that are listening, I wanted to just kind of mention that like. I think a lot of times people think they need to have a large following to make yeah. income off of food content, mm. right? And it's not true, right? Like I don't Correct. have a very large following on, I mean, even before, like when I was getting brand deals, uh, when I got my first brand deal, I didn't, I only had like maybe, I had less than 5,000 uh, followers on Instagram. I don't even think I had a mm. TikTok yet. And I think I was sitting at like 4,000 on YouTube, which is a lot, but mm. it's not like XK, right? It's not like 200K, yeah. 10K, whatever K, right? Like it wasn't a lot. And every single person that hit me up for brand deals straight up told me that they didn't want to hire me because of my influence. They wanted to hire me because of my skill set. They liked yeah. that I can cook on camera, which is a skill set, right? They liked mm-hmm. my video production quality, which is a skill set, right? Like the ability to film and edit a video, that's a skill, right? They yeah. liked my production value. It looked like a commercial, they said. You know, that they liked that quality of the video and that I could talk to the camera, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all skills that, except for one, that isn't even cooking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if as long as you if you want to be a content creator and make it make money off of it those are the things that you need to know is how to shoot how to make content <laughs> right yeah. so um and then the cooking is like the bonus and like i said like i'm the perfect example of someone that doesn't know how to cook that i mean i can cook but i don't i'm not professionally trained i'm just learning mm-hmm. but i know how to film you know and i and i get all of my income because they like my videos you know so if you can yeah. just hone in on your craft in your in your presentation and, and your and your video abilities you know you can make it a thing i just am in the process of signing a, a really large contract with a brand nice. that is going to make i'm going to make twice as much money as i would pay my like as my salary for like 18 tiktok mm-hmm. videos right yeah wow and it's See, awesome. this is- this, you, you're so right, Philip, and I want to piggyback off that. So I get so many brand deals down the email, and I got to one point where I just, you know, I don't like creating sponsorship videos, even though I leave a ton of money on the table. Like, and I'm going to start doing more of the ones that I feel really good about, but I agree with you 100%. There's there's a big thing for all the young, young youngins out there, whether yeah. you're in video creation or social media. 
their companies are starting to realize that instead of paying a marketing team or a video production team thousands of dollars to hundreds create a commercial of for them, thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's easier to pay a micro influencer, I'll say, quote unquote, yeah. a couple hundred bucks to shoot them a video that people are going to be more engaged. Yeah. With. Well, mm. the thing too is like they're they don't even like I'm not even posting the videos on my platform. I'm making the yeah. videos for them to post. So I'm making them assets, right? Like yeah. I don't have oh, to nice. show my face. It's really, they just want to see the, their products being used in making dishes. Yeah. And yeah. they're using those assets so they can post them. So they yeah. didn't have to rent a commercial kitchen studio. They didn't have to hire mm. staff. They didn't have to hire a filmer and editor to do all of these things that I can do in my house. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, it's not about the following. It's not about... Uh, if I even, I'm not even posting it, so that's even more proof that it's not about the following. Mm -hmm. It's it's about the product, the product that you're able to deliver to those brands, so they can yeah. post it. And um, so that's the kind of the big thing I want to try to get people to know. It's like it, it, you don't need to have a big following; you just have to be good at what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and then just focus on those things and and focus on just making good content over and over and over again. And then you can turn it into a full time gig, even if you have 100%. one follower. You know. 100%. And you know what? It's a, a good point. And I also want to say is, you know, if you are looking to make money off of sponsorship deals, then keep your content clean. Because mm. if not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And yeah, I, I even I'm, blur uh, out my bad words because I say bad words all the time, but I blur, I blur them out just to be yeah, because because honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll just use myself as an example. I have so many brands reach out to me, small brands, emailing Amazon products, but don't even get me on the spices. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. The amount of people that want to send mm. me spices is crazy. And the thing is, is what I realize is, you know, if you, you have to keep that family friendly content because then the brand would want to associate with you. And um, <clears throat> people that I feel bad because uh, I don't know if you know Hood Meals. You ever heard of Hood Meals? Yeah. Like you watch these videos and they're like, we, you know, we love hood meals, but at the same time, dog, if he tries to sell you anything food related, it's, it ain't From happening. From that kitchen. Yeah, no. No I'm, way. I'll and, pass. I, and, and he like, and I'll, I'm only saying this because he made a video about it. The air fryer company that he uses doesn't even sponsor him. Do you know how many people offer to send me free shit? Like send me this free air fryer, this free air mm. filter, these saute pans. Just use it. We don't even want a video. Just use it in your video. And, uh, you know, I deny it because I got too much stuff. Yeah. I got too much dude. stuff. And, and it's Not like, it's like, listen, I only do videos that I like that. The Analon X pan that I, that I did the video for, you know, they love the video quality. And I'm telling you right now, if that is the most important thing is, uh, if you want to make uh, videos for brands, they're straying more away from iPhone videos and into, um, you know, not, not commercial shot but like professional videos yeah well they don't want it to look like an ad either right it, yeah because then it then it'll it'll come off it, especially like because i've worked with bigger brands too where they told me they gave me the script for the video and i told them straight up Ooh. i was like this this is gonna flop like it, this isn't gonna mm. do good because the second i in the second i'm saying hi i'm philip and today i'm gonna introduce you to this thing it's out right yeah it's like, no show me the food right or like if i start saying like and this uses this type of technology to make this perfectly crispy fish every single time. It's like, dude, no one talks like that. You know what I mean? Like it's not real. So Philip, it's funny you say that because I was about to lock in a deal with this huge salmon company. Cause I was like, Hey, you know what? I need to partner with the salmon company. This is great. I like using this product. I use it already. And they're like, okay, great. And then, so we started, so we started, uh, you know, 
we started talking and then all of a sudden they sent me this freaking fucking two page book of the scripted videos and I'm like yeah this is not gonna work for me Mm-mm. sorry and they're like oh well you don't have to say it exactly and I'm like no I don't yeah. like, <laughs> not doing it this is not for me I'm sorry it's just not gonna come <laughs> off right like I'm not gonna read from a script I'm gonna freestyle it that's what I do if you don't want that it's cool but yeah I'm not going to do that because, and then they just try to come back and like try to negotiate. And I'm like, no, I don't care about the money. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sit here. I don't want to work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to yeah. be in partnership with you and I will freestyle it, but like, it's just doesn't come off genuine. So, um, you know, for me it's, but Hey, I wanted to ask you, have you ever used some of your previous videos that you have shot for clients as leverage for the new deals? Right? Oh, like, yeah, hundred percent all the time. Like, like you yeah. have like a, you know, like a file say, Hey, this is my previous sponsorship deals or these are my videos I shot because yeah, I, for I'll, sure. I, I'll say it right now. The truff videos you do, they're the best. They're the best out of all of them. Yeah, they're, the best ones, exactly. they're the best. You're, the truff videos you shoot and, and edit for them. They're the best. They are the best. I've seen all of them and they mm-hmm. are the fucking best. Truffs is the best company I've ever worked for in my life. They, yeah. they don't tell me to do shit. They're just like. Yeah here's some money, make what, do whatever you want. Yeah, they that's don't amazing. give me any input. Sick. They don't give me any edits. They're just like, we fucking love it. They post them. I wish they would tag me truff. That'd be great. But, um, anyway, <laughs> um, we both stopped you. <laughs> no, no, not, not that, but it's just like, I'm just getting so busy right now with like work that I think mm. one of the, it kind of goes in a line with what you were saying earlier, where like, you don't want to do that. And it's not that I don't want to do content for them anymore. I would work for them for the rest of my life. I, if I didn't even, if I stopped shooting con- food content, I would actually want to work mm. for them as an employee because they're work, oh, nice. like, uh, I don't even know what the terms are. They're amazing. Their company is amazing. Yeah. And yeah, anyways, um, and just getting so busy right now where I have to start focusing on my brand again and you know the working for other brands is great it's a great way to make income when you're first coming up but now i want to start focusing on my own brand so that i own the product i own the things like you wanted to 100 you know what i mean so that way that's going to be my transition going into the next next year so i'm locking this deal with this huge company that wants to do 18 videos that's uh i could knock that out in you know like it's basically one and a half videos a, a month that takes me mm-hmm. two days to shoot. I have the whole rest of the month that I can just focus in on the things that I want to create for my business. So that's going to be really my yeah. goal going into next year. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, see, I want to do the same thing. I want to I want to have the apron. I want to have the chef knives. I want to have the product. I want to be that. I don't want to, you know, that's why I'm saving myself, man. I only like the the big brands. I, I feel bad because Truff reached out to me as well, but um, and they sent me some stuff, but I just like, it's, it's my personal preference. I just don't like, I'm not a big fan of uh, truffle oil, th- th- like scented things because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, growing up in the, growing up in the chef world, um, I remember there was a phase in time where everybody put truffle oil in everything. Yeah. Like it was just Good. absolutely, especially in Las Vegas. And I gotta be honest, it's an edible cologne. It's not like, uh, yeah. you know, but, but here's like the thing, it. here's the thing, man. Like it's a, it's a personal preference for me, but it's just funny. Cause I was like, yeah, I just, I, you know, I was just honest with them. Uh, but that was the first mistake like I made as far as a content creator where they sent me product in intern for a video and I kind of like backed out of it, but I was really honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I didn't know, but now I'm really smart with it. Nah, well, you know, I think that's fair though, because it's something that you don't genuinely enjoy and you're just protecting your own self too, right? You don't want to come yeah. off as like recommending something that you don't genuinely enjoy either. And I got respect for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's, but it's, 
but it's funny because like that was like the first mistake that I made as a like content creator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like here, so here's the thing: like I'm in talks with this company for this vacuum machine, and um, you know it's for, it's like a budget friendly vacuum sealer. And the thing is, is I'm like, listen, I need to test the product. If you're, yeah, you know, I need first. to test it before before we do anything. Give me two weeks to test it, and trust me, I'll put it through the ringer. Like, but if it doesn't, if it's no, if it's no bueno, I'm not gonna sell it. Yeah, you know what I'm Good. saying? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like, I think it's better to do that than just take the, you know, the couple G's or whatever it is that they want to give me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would rather do that. You know? Yeah. What's funny is like, I never even tried. I don't think truffle anything until I tried the truffle, the truff stuff. And I fucking love truffle. I was like, holy shit, I love it. So I I actually love it. But um, I've had it so much now. Like, I can't do it all the time now. You know what I mean? Especially Mm -hmm. when I have to make them like X amount of videos a month. It's like, dude, I ate this like three times this week. You know, like, I need to like chill on, I need to chill on the truffle. But the oil, I think, is a game changer for me because you can do that on anything. It's not like you have to eat the same pasta sauce or the the hot sauce all the time, you know? So I can kind of just kind of dabble with the oil, which is great. Yeah, and see, the thing is, for me as a chef, I've been spoiled by, like, you know, in the last, especially the last four years of my career, by having real truffle, white and burgundy and black winter truffle in dishes and creating dishes and layers. And so I know what true truffle tastes like. And I know how to create mm-hmm. truffle dishes that will blow your mind that don't have a drop of truffle oil. In them. And mm-hmm. that's okay. It's just like when I was in Las Vegas and we had truffle fries. And one one of my sous chefs would put he would put a half bottle of truffle on there and i thought oh it was re- i thought it was repulsive man and i made him cut it i was like he took 10% olive oil and i'm um, sorry 10% truffle oil 90% olive oil and mm-hmm. guess what man guess what we went back to the straight truffle oil because that's what people like so it's not about me it's about the the consumer it's about and, the guest uh, yeah, yeah that's true yeah. i think you can have way too much truffle oil though i like I don't know. I've seen I, people. I've seen people destroy dishes before. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, the funny is I had black truffle for the first time recently too, and it was it was mm-hmm. not like truffle oil. It was actually like correct a lot. Yeah, yeah, it was like more. It wasn't as crazy, you know. And I was like, damn, truffle oil is almost like uh, concentrated truffle. You know what I mean? It's like really intense, you know. Question then: Did you have it on a hot dish, added on, or did you just have it shaved and tested? And tried. I shaved it. I, so I seared some. I seared scallops for the first time. I okay. shaved it. I actually just ate one, and okay. I had it at like room temp. But then I put one on a seared scallop, and then I ate that, and um, mm. it was different. And then for the rest of it, like I bought my. Own, I bought a truffle, and I was just you trying gotta, it with gotta, different gotta. stuff. I made like a porcini pasta, and I and I shaved it into the hot porcini pasta. And then I also, the last, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with the rest of this truffle? And it's been like a week. I'm just going to like, I just uh, microplaned it all and I added, I made a compound butter with yeah. it. Did but then I put truffle oil, I put some truffle oil in the butter too, because I felt like the truffle was just so like, not as, not as much. Plus I feel like it just, I just got old and maybe it just wasn't there anymore. Did, uh, question what type of truffle was it was it a burgundy truffle summer truffle or a black winter truffle it was a black winter truffle i want to say because when i cut into it it wasn't even white it was more like a tan black? yeah tan. like darker oh, mm. darker dark tan black almost like now more like okay. brown sugar yeah yeah that's cool man that was the first, cool, first time i've ever even held a truffle i remember i bought them in seattle i went to seattle for an event and then there was a uh, um, I gotta, I gotta. there was a truffle shop there they said we just got these in and I bought one and I remember like 
like a day or two before we were leaving, I was like, fuck, how am I, I don't even know if I can bring this back to Hawaii. Like, cause it's like <laughs> agricultural stuff and it just mm-hmm. smelled like everything smelled of truffle. So I, like I put it, it in my, mm-hmm. uh, I put it in my um, thermos. Like I had a little hydro flask. I had it in a plastic bag and I put it in there. I was like, gosh, I hope they don't think I'm like smuggling drugs. Like, <laughs> yeah, I made it. It made it. <laughs> cool. Yo. I, hey, look, I was just about to say, um, Phil, I, we can definitely tell you're passionate about it. Right. So if you ever make your way to Jersey or I'm pretty sure Brandon will take you too. Uh, you're more than welcome to come to a restaurant and just oh, yeah. have at it. Dude, that'd I, be I'll put you through. We should plan a like, trip straight man. up. We should link up. No, I'm sure. Yeah. I would. Well, the, the I next would time you come to Cali, the next time you come mm-hmm. to Cali, I'm gonna be out there. To... I'm gonna be out there in two weeks, actually, um, on the 22nd to the 30th. But um, we're doing the holiday family thing. I tried to link it with you last time. Sorry, I was just such a tight, a tight schedule. No, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, holiday is a little rough for me too. But anyway, hey, listen, mm-hmm. that, that, this was this was awesome, man. I, I'm really glad we got to talk. This was such a great show, Casey. I don't know how you don't drink any water, bro. He doesn't do. He doesn't drink nothing. I'm like, bro, I'm like. Heck- Bro, have you not seen me? Have you not seen me? I've been eating. Oh, okay. I've been drinking. Like, cause like, okay, you can't really see it cause it's blurry, right? There's a little software filter going. But I've been, I've been snacking while y'all, y'all just kind of <laughs> oh, okay. chatting away. Right. Also, I have like seven petty comments to reply to on TikTok. <laughs> All right. All right. I've been All right, saving listen. it up. All oh, right, let's goodness. wrap it up, man. This is so much fun, Philip. Right. I'm so glad you came on. Make sure you guys go follow him. This was dope, man. Let's do it again. Hey, thank you so much yeah, for so having I'll- me. This is great. I'll make sure to link Phillips all uh, all his links down below so you guys can check him out. Also, the most awesome video creator uh, on TikTok. I, my opinion, my opinion, Phil. Like, I know Dude, you don't want to hear it. You could just plug your ears, but I'm tooting your horn right now. Really <laughs> awesome stuff. Uh, the way you're doing, and it makes me also proud that you're a Filipino. Also, let's I'm not, go. I'm not <laughs> hey, born. real quick, um, if anyone ever needs help, man, just shoot me a DM. I'm always open to helping people. Mm-hmm. I really love doing that, and you know, going into this next year too. I am going to be doing a lot more how-to shoot cooking content, and that's going to be mm. like my transition. Uh, I'm coming out with a course on how to shoot cooking content. Oh, that's a so, good idea. Yeah, so I have a, actually multiple courses. Yeah. Um, for if you want to just do it as a cook from your house with a phone, if you want to take it to the mm. next level with the DSLR, and then you also have like your foodie person who just wants to go out and shoot other people's food at restaurants and stuff. So I'm coming mm. up with a bunch of different courses on how to do that. Yeah, if you want me to make a testimonial for it, I will because you help me out a lot. Yeah, I'll real, send you guys a link course, to the yeah. course. You can you can download it and have oh, it. You absolutely. guys can give it a try, and I'll, I'll make an affiliate yeah. too. So video series. Yeah, because right I'll, I'll I'll for sure stand behind you, man. I will fucking make a testimonial, no nope, mm-hmm. straight up because you really did help me. Hundred percent. Yeah. So if anyone needs 100%. help, so just hit me up in the DMs, like, and if I have time, like, I'll full blown like. I'll walk you through it. With you should have, on, you, like on you, a FaceTime. <laughs> that's yeah, what I did with you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's what you should do, man, Philip. You should, you should fucking do that. That'd be that great. That should be your other content. I was just about to mention, like, uh, videographer reacts or videographer helps you out live, dude. That could be such a hit, and you'd be well, like the perfect candidate. What I love hearing is people's pain points. I love hearing people's pain points though, and figuring out what they're having struggles and, and hard times with. Mm. And it gives me ideas for content. Like, oh, I can make a video about that, and I can show you exactly how I do that or overcome that or deal with yeah. that. Right? Like white rice. Like, how do I? How do you shoot things that are white that you're about to throw into a plate or onto a pan? Right? We gotta go. I'm about to pee my pants. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, again, a lot. links all down below. Other than that, have a good one. All right, y'all.